welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Hello, Talk Tennis listeners. Welcome to another episode. Before we start today, I just wanted to let you know about some amazing deals that we have going on across the world on our three separate websites. First, at Tennis Warehouse, you can get the K-Swiss Big Shot Light for just $39. We have it available for both men and women. It's super comfortable and stable, and you cannot beat that price. We also have a junior version priced at $24, so you might as well stock up for the whole family. Be sure to go to TennisWarehouse.com to find this deal now. Over in Europe, at Tennis Warehouse Europe, they have the ultra-comfortable Wilson Rush Pro 2.5 clay shoe available right now, and it's priced under 50 euros. Great traction and all-around comfort make this a favorite shoe of ours, so go grab a pair or two while the price is just $49.90. You can find it at TennisWarehouseEurope.com. And in Australia, over at Tennis Only, they have the Prince Textream Warrior 100L discounted over 50% off. Priced just at $99.95, this is a racket that's easy to use for any level player and an awesome deal. So go grab yours now at tennisonly.com.au. Be sure to keep checking our websites for more insane deals. This time I have some of my colleagues around the world joining me and we had a bit of fun talking about some of our favorite tennis matches, some of our favorite rivalries, and then also some of our favorite ways to succeed in this quarantine. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. still in quarantine in lockdown so I am joined today remotely by both Julie and Eric and Eric is on the other side of the country from me and Julie is like on the other side of the world so welcome you guys thanks for having us so Eric is in Atlanta and Julie is in France and this is just like a global little podcast today how are you guys doing with everything well Going through the day, one day at a time, let's say, like here, it's like we have like strict restrictions and stuff, so can't really go out. So just inside the house, trying to enjoy the sun on the balcony, and yeah, one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just kind of, you know, trying to do it with what I can with all this situation and everything. And it's good. Just got to go with the flow. Nothing yeah. I can do about it, really, you know, so. <laughs> Luckily, you two are probably like the most positive people. So you always have such a good outlook. And I know even on my hard days, you guys are both fun to talk to because you remind me to stop and enjoy the little things. So I appreciate both of you for that. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate you too. Yeah, you too, of course. First question I have for you before we dive into some more fun stuff. If you had a quarantine must-have tennis setup, so you have to pick only one racket, strung with only one string, 
and then your favorite or only one pair of tennis shoes and then like an accessory like must have you're not going to be able to go back to T-Dub and pick out other things like what is your must have quarantine tennis setup that's a great question (laughs) that's awesome I'll have to think about it yeah I have I was asking the other guys this as well because I was saying the day we all left to go stay and work from home I thought like oh this will be over soon and I didn't really take anything with me yeah (laughs) so I was like oh shoot what what would be the must-haves so I've actually been hitting with the project one seven recently I found a used one nice uh and I've been loving that racket like crazy like it's one of my favorite sticks I've ever played with nice so I would go project one seven hyper g uh, Joe Resolution 8s, which I like, favorite shoe of all time right now. Yeah. And I would go with like a Nike hat, like a dry fit Nike hat. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Did you have you hit with the new Pure Strike 98 1619 too? Um, I've hit with the Tour. I like okay. it. Uh, I like it. The feel is a little bit more muted than the old Project 17. Yeah. But um, I haven't hit with the 98 1619. So I'll have to hit with that, but just hit with like the different weight class, uh, basically. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. Good, good friend. I like it. Good friend. Yeah, lots of feel. Okay, well, for me, I do not have access to a tennis court yet, so <laughs> I'm kind of stuck home. So just for the feel, like what I've been doing is like putting a net across like the living room, and I'm not alone like at home. So like we've just been like playing tennis with like a small like elastic in the middle of the living room so I need I definitely need some control and feel <laughs> so I'd go with like a Vicor Pro HD oh and yeah nice. I like nice. <laughs> and um for the string I do love Technifiber Ice Code and then the shoes well I'm gonna go with Eric the Gel Rezate the Gel Rezate is like I've been playing with them since I'm a junior and I absolutely love them so I'm gonna keep going with that and then the accessory that I'll get would be like a hydrogen bandana. Sweet. <laughs> Why not? Because do it better, right? <laughs> yeah, no, those are great answers. I love it. Good picks. Good stuff. Okay, so this week we are going to answer some of the similar questions that you guys heard us answer with Troy and Safwan. We're going to talk about some of our favorite matches and favorite rivalries and favorite moments in tennis to go back and rewatch since we all have a lot of time on our hands. And most of these matches, you can find them online and they're awesome. So first things first, I guess you both need to define who your favorite player is of the moment. Or your favorite player in general, I guess, because that can like shift when you're picking favorite matches and matchups. Yeah, that's totally fair. Okay, Um, yeah. Can we do both? Yeah, please. I would love (laughs) to hear both. Okay. So favorite player right now for me is Dominic Team. Okay. Um, And then favorite player in general is Roger Federer. Yeah. For me, okay, favorite player. It's a hard one, honestly. I know. (laughs) Okay, favorite player at the moment, I would go with Felix Auger-Aliassime. Okay. He's just like, he has so much talent. He just need a tiny bit more consistency, and then I believe he'll be one of the greatest soon. Then, favorite player of all time, I do love some um, Rafael Nadal and Amelie Moresmo. Oh, okay. They're just like... That's a good one. Yeah. Like, I grew up watching a little bit of tennis in the 2000s, and they were, like, literally my go-to. Posters of them everywhere. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sweet. I like that. 
like that. So with that, then, what is the best rivalry match that you guys can recall or your favorite rivalry match? And who's your favorite rivalry? Well, for me, favorite rivalry in general, that would be like Rafael Nadal against Curious. <laughs> like, that would be yeah. like, I'm not going to miss a game. Like, they're <laughs> like the total opposites. Like, literally, like, in their personality, in their game style, in everything. And I'm not, like, a geek when it comes to, like, watching tennis. But, like, I would stop anything that I'm doing just to watch a game between them two. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great pick. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And I feel like it was at his, it was, like, heightened. I mean, we need tennis to come back just for that to come back. (laughs) It was so weird because he pulled out of Acapulco a few weeks ago and he was defending champion and then what Rafa won that tournament right I think Acapulco yeah last year no just this year year. oh sorry this year yeah Yeah. because Curios won it last year yeah yeah right (laughs) yeah and then yeah so it's it's been weird and then right before everything got stopped even so he pulled out of Acapulco Curios did and then he went to the desert and he was in Jack Sock's box for the challenger that was happening the oracle challenger that happens right before the bmp paribas open and he was there for every match with jack sock (laughs) wow and it was so funny because you know he wasn't there as a player he was there as a friend so yeah that's cool though he seems like this really like um really good guy as a friend you know it's it's like the guy that you want in your box yeah (laughs) he's just like that type of guy yeah super loyal like yeah yeah, he'll he'll go beat someone up if they talk bad about you (laughs) yeah for sure good teammate yeah 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 eric what about you favorite rivalry um favorite rivalry team and Nadal okay <laughs> I just think I mean their contrast of styles is pretty sweet like team just likes to bash the ball and you know grip and rip and Rafa just ultimate fighter such a defender not that team doesn't fight obviously but you know, yeah yeah they, they have very similar like personalities like fighting spirits never give in so I don't know yeah. I, they're really cool and team is catching up to him, I think, in my opinion. I know. And like, if you had asked people this year to make a bold prediction, a lot of people said that Rafa was not going to win the French this year. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe he's not going to win the French because the French might not even happen. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. guys are right. <laughs> But, like, this could be team's time to, like, gain on Rafa. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, his, his game is, it, like, it used to be a little bit, like, one-dimensional, you know? I mean, just kind of sit sit back, like, a couple of people on the baseline and just rip balls. But yeah. he, he's been really working on, like, shortening up his strokes, coming in, balling, playing the drop shots sometimes. So he's really coming to his own. Yeah. And then do you know, is he still working with that trainer he worked with years ago that like they'd run in the mountains? Mm, I, I want to say he is. Okay. I mean, I know that he, I mean, I know that he, he's a beast. He, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if he left him. Cause I was going to say this like shelter at home thing is like perfect for Dominic <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. No joke. He's like, I don't need tennis. I'm going to go run to the next country. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you guys have a favorite match that you recall of these two rivalries that you're speaking of that you want to chat about or just all of them? I'd say 
for Nadal and Kyrgios, I'd say like the last match that they had at the Australian. Mm -hmm. Just because of like they had so much like beef between them like last year. And just the fact that Kyrgios was able to play like seriously kind of. Yeah. And just like play the way he played and be like super respectful like he was. And same on Nadal's side. Like it was just like really awesome to watch um, them play but like fully focused into the game with no like incredible distractions happening or anything like that from either side so yeah I think that'd be like my favorite game of them of the this rivalry will be like this last game at the Australian and that was like really close too was it like five sets or four sets but it was like seven there was a lot of sevens in there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, I, yeah, for sure. And I think, like you said, it was shocking for all of us that he took it so serious. But I think, like, Nadal's the guy. He's, like, the one that, like, Curious is like, okay, that's the guy I'm going after. And I want to be yeah. and I want to take him. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely, I think what attracts him into doing this is just because it's, like, his opposite. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, so, like, Nadal is, like, the perfect organizer and you have Curious being the perfect improviser. Yeah. And it's just like an amazing combo. Like, that's why earlier I said, I'd stop anything that I'm doing to watch that. Like, it's so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And just to see how Curious is like trying to get into his mind. And it was working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On and off the court, it was working. But like, yeah, just the fact that they got to play in peace <laughs> and show their real talent on court like that that was just awesome I loved yeah. it yeah that match was epic I remember I stayed up and watched it I was like oh my gosh like it's <laughs> <this is> incredible <laughs> Eric what about you favorite team Nadal match um US Open 2018 okay so when yeah team like bageled him in the first set and then Nadal reeled it back went up two sets to one and then team ended up losing seven six in the but it oh. was like it was like an epic match. Like team was just redlining everything. It was unreal. Do you know what their head to head is? Um, I looked it up. I think Nadal is nine wins against team, and then team is won five times. Okay, I th- so I'm pretty sure that's right. You know, very close at least. That's crazy. It's one of those things where I always feel like team just gets the short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's you know he's really showed like he's really close the gap you know the past couple of matches and stuff obviously but yeah yeah nine months five losses in it all yeah <laughs> okay let's move on to the next question the craziest or weirdest match that you remember yeah that is that is definitely a hard one and i'm gonna go around the question okay. <laughs> and i answered that the craziest and weirdest matches that i've been watching is every time there is swish <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if I said her name right. It's just, I, I've been struggling to say her name, but just like every time, I love I love her game. Just love it. And so there's no like specific game that I can pinpoint at because every time, like she, she is just the, the weirdest player in a good way, in an amazing way. She's Super like a crafty. magician on court. 
Yeah, yeah. so crafty. Like Santoro almost. That's my answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. I like nice. that. That's I think cool. that's good. And like I don't think she has like a common household name out there. So if someone has not heard of her, please go like look her up and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. She's a fighter too, and she's got a huge personality. <laughs> she's a fighter and she is just so unpredictable on court. It's very hard to tell what her next shot is. Yeah. And she's just a grinder. She's like super super smart i love watching her play especially against like big hitters yeah she can control like she can do whatever she wants on court yeah it's 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 awesome i just love her yeah her hand skills are insane yeah Mm -hmm. she's pretty sick (laughs) what about you eric do you have a crazy weird match Uh, that you remember i'm gonna go Djokovic fed uh wimbledon final 2019 (laughs) (laughs) yep just went there yeah. That was an insane match, tons of emotion, just ridiculous. And Djokovic, it was it was the weirdest thing. When I was watching, I was like, what, what is happening like right now? <laughs> so Djokovic like won all of the sets like really close. So it was seven six, and then Fed won the second set one six. And I was like, yeah. what just happened? Like Djokovic, either he got injured or checked out. I don't know what happened really. Yeah, but it looked yeah. like he was either like injured or like checked out mentally. So that was weird. And then the next set, he ends up winning seven six again. Only fed in the tiebreaker. And then in the fourth day, he's down like 5 2. <laughs> and it's a really good, I mean, he still lost a set like 6 4, but I was like, what is happening? And then, yeah. you know, and then Fed lost 13 <laughs> 12 and all that. But that was an epic, crazy, weird, crazy match. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, to go back to that question, Crin, craziest and weirdest match, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to not mention Isner against Mahu in the oh, yeah. Which yeah. year was that? 2010. 2010? I was that young? (laughs) Yeah. It was before I started working at Tennis Warehouse, but I was traveling to Wimbledon and that match had started and I like got to Europe and it was still going. (laughs) It was insane. Like I watched like some uh, documentary and stuff after, um, after that game and Mary was saying like, I don't know how I kept going. He was explaining how everything was hurting and he was thinking of like when he was warming up like the last day he was just like he didn't know if he could keep going if he could go and then he had like a huge shot of adrenaline somehow and he just kept going for it and it's just like (laughs) insane how the brain just keeps working when you want to win so bad it just like push you way off limit yeah mind over body 100 percent on this one that's incredible yeah, that's that was unreal. crazy that's a great pick <laughs> is mahout still playing doubles yes or did he finally doubles, retire? I want to say. Uh, she's playing with herbera herber they they were not playing together or maybe anymore. they're not maybe they're not anymore maybe they split all I know is they're both still out there, I think, <laughs> which is pretty cool, too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that one definitely epic. We'll always remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Do you have a memory of the most emotional match you've watched or one of your favorite emotional matches? I don't know about you guys. I like no joke. Anytime I see a trophy ceremony, specifically on Grand Slams, I'm like in tears. So I'm always <laughs> emotional. Yeah. I'd say for me personally, I think it's when like Nadal won his first uh, Roland Garros because mm. I think it was just like the very first player after Moresmo that I was actually like watching very closely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he was young and he was like, I don't know, he was a beast, like this young kid that is just coming out of, not out of nowhere, but just like with his amazing talent that is like coming to like face Roger Federer the way he did it. And it was just like pretty amazing. It's like the the very first player that drew me into tennis, like um, got me into watching tennis. Yeah, like that much because that was just incredible. Nice. For me, yeah. it is uh, Murray Djokovic 2013 Wimbledon final. And oh, Murray yeah. won the first Wimbledon. That was epic. <laughs> yes. It was incredible. Because <laughs> he had won the U.S. Open like the year before. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Like, you know, first first match, it's like Fred Perry to win a Grand Slam. But, you know, he didn't win Wimbledon. And that was I feel like that was the goal, you know, like the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Super emotional. I was going to say, did you cry? (laughs) No, no, I didn't, but I was pumped. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great one for sure. All the emotions. And I had asked Safwan and Troy the same question. Have you guys had a chance to watch the Murray documentary? Yes. It's. it's I haven't. Okay, Julie. (laughs) It's on your to do list. You have to. It's so Where can I find it? I think Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I have to check it out for sure. Like now that yeah. I'm in quarantine, I have plenty of stuff to do. Yeah. So I'll add it on the bucket list of the quarantine journey. <laughs> so like outside, quick side conversation. Everyone keeps saying like they have all these things they want to do in quarantine and all this free time. And like, honestly, I don't feel like I have that much more free time (laughs) like I mean I do and like I was just telling Julie before we started like I went for a a run and a walk and like spent a lot of time outside yesterday but I don't have a ton of free time do you guys do what what do you mean by you don't have a lot of free time like because like you're still like working and stuff like we're still like at home working and everything or is it like all this stuff what I guess like I'm waiting for a day where I'm like okay I'm bored now But like, and like, now I'm going to go read and do this and do this. Although I am about to like start a little art project and stuff like that. But yeah, I just haven't had the like, I've read five books. I've watched all these movies. I'm binging like all the TV. Like, yeah. So I'm like, wait, is that going to (laughs) happen? Well, for me, honestly, like, I'm not like, I don't watch TV. So, like, I've just been, like, reading a lot, like, on weekends. Like, I mean, you guys know me. I'm always on the go. I like to go outside and do stuff. Obviously, right now, I can't. So, I'm just, like, yeah, I'm just, like, pushing on my readings and stuff. And, like, one thing that I've been doing is, like, I've never done, like, at-home workouts. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, like, why working out at home when you have access to tennis courts and stuff right but then I got into it and it's just like crazy the amount of stuff you can do just with body weight yeah and I'm just trying to like perfect that just like yeah so every day I'm working a little bit on like body weight workouts and it's going well so that body weight's yeah. awesome that stuff is really body weight's really good for you actually for sure like I've seen, workouts. yeah I was gonna say I've seen people that get ripped just doing body weight workouts yeah it's it's gonna be me it's gonna be you i'm trying to get there michelle (laughs) i did a 10 minute core workout yesterday it was insane it was so hard and like within four minutes my abs were so sore so yeah like body weight workout is literally underrated and i was underrating that too until i got into quarantine quarantine is opening my mind (laughs) on many subjects i think yeah i can actually agree with that because you know me i was freaking out a little bit because i was like oh my god i don't have weights what am i gonna do like how am i gonna work out and i've definitely dove into some body weight stuff and all that 
Eric, have you been working out at home? What have you been doing? I'm uh, not working out a ton, really. But I okay. actually, uh, I've been wanting to try to learn how to code. So I'm coding. It's just the just the geek in me, totally. So yeah. well, and I I guess that's kind of the thing too. Is like I've been making meals for dinner, which like yeah. I never would do that before. Where yeah. it's like I'll run home and just like throw something together. But so I guess I do have more time to enjoy. But yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> a fun little side side shot. Um, do you guys have a favorite match that happened before 2000? I know you're both younger. <laughs> young. I was, I was <laughs> born in 95. Was, <laughs> it would be you hard too. for me to find a, a match that I watched and loved before 2000. Yeah, <laughs> I would so love funny. to lie to you and tell you that I was watching te- uh, tennis when I was two <laughs> years old on TV, but I wasn't, unfortunately. So I do like to watch like some old like highlights of like, I mean, I said old highlights. It's not even that old, but like um, Agassi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just again, like he was like different, like coming from his style to like his game style. And I just, I like to watch some highlights of Agassi. I guess that'll be like a a good pick for me. But yeah, before 2000, it's going to be very tough for me to (laughs) to, to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of kind of right there with you but I do watch some highlights and my favorite like highlight is uh Jimmy Connors 1991 US Open run to the semis or nice. you know I mean yeah it's epic it's just amazing like every time you watch it you just just want to go play <laughs> play and yell and scream and yeah. And I was saying too, watching some of those older highlights makes you realize how much the game has actually changed yeah a ton. It's crazy. I mean, from equipment to, you know, biomechanics of these athletes, it's it's completely changed. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I was saying also earlier that I liked like Nadal so much because I, I felt like he was also like a one of the players that just like um, moved the game to to an extent, like if it makes sense, like just like totally. with how much spin and stuff he's playing and like he's just staying so far behind the baseline and stuff. And yeah, I think he was one of the players also that like changed the game. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people back then didn't really slide as much as they do now, you know, the flexibility and all mm-hmm. that and the sliding and the ultimate mega top spin. Mm-hmm. Even pretty, nutrition, pretty or even if you look at like uh, the body forms, like the, the way that the yeah. athletes are nowadays, like you look at Nadal when he first became pro and you looked at him now, you can see the evolution of um, nutrition and stuff and just like of the game pretty much just by looking at him. Now it's all about like, um, um, how can I, no, I don't know how to say that. Just, yeah, anyway, I lost track <laughs> of my, <laughs> it was like hard to say. I was about, I had the sentence in my head, but I've been speaking French for too long, you guys. <laughs> well, it's okay. I don't speak French at all. So look <laughs> at that, please. <laughs> How about this question for you guys? What is a match that you wish ended differently? For me, uh, Walrinka Murray, French Open 2015. Semifinal. Okay. What happened in that one? Um, so Andy Murray lost 6-1 in the fifth to Eight. Walrinka. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was insane. I think he went up two sets to one in that match. And then Walrinka just started going off and just like unbelievable. I could not believe it. Just started ripping winners, like 
going off completely. And yeah, he dominated uh, Murray uh, in the fourth set. Orink ended up pulling out 7-6. And then from there, just went on a hot streak and ripping winners from everywhere. <laughs> but the reason I wanted Murray to win that was because, you know, he was number one in the world at the time and mm-hmm. uh, he would have played Nadal in the final. And I feel like he would have had a better shot yeah. uh, versus Nadal than Lauren Kidd, on clay especially. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Good call. Okay. For me, <laughs> uh, thinking about it, it would be more like, almost like a match that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Indian Wells, Serena Williams against Venus. Uh, what year was it? So like when uh, Venus just had to pull out because of an injury and then Serena came back on the court and she was only a teenager and she was like getting all like booze and stuff. And it's like stuff that are like very tough to handle at her age. And she still like came out on the court and fought really hard and just that was pretty impressive. But so it's not really a match because it did not happen. But <laughs> I wish it could have, like, turned out a different way. Like, people wouldn't have reacted that way. But then you can also see how, like, Serena used this later on and, like, just use it to make her, like, a better and stronger player. And it's, like, very impressive. She talked about it several times in, like, uh, books and documentaries and stuff, and that's actually really interesting. And just the fact that she forgave and came back later on, and it's really interesting. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be my answer for that. That's actually... That's a cool way of looking at that. Yeah, because that was 2001, and I didn't ever really think of it that way. But, like, if it turned out differently, like, there's a lot of things that could have changed her path. I don't know. That's actually, yeah, I really like that perspective. That's cool. Yeah, change or, yeah, like, I mean... Maybe that type of reaction from the the fans brought like a a better player and like built her strength. But at the same time, nobody should go through that. Yeah. But I think it was definitely like an important moment in the career for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. Good call. And do you have a favorite match of all time? I know that's such like a vague question. (laughs) I mean, for me, again, that'll be like Mahu and Isner. Yeah. Just I've never been so captivated by a tennis match. Like a tennis match that lasts three days. Excuse me. It's like a baseball game. (laughs) (laughs) Like grab your popcorn and just like, yeah, invite your family every single day. We're about to watch that tennis game. But yeah, like that's literally what I did, actually. I remember just going to my grandpa's house like on the third day to watch the game because we knew that was about to last for like a long time 11 hours I think huh you're like it has to end today (laughs) (laughs) maybe today's the day That's so yeah, funny. that's pretty pretty crazy. So nice. Um, Eric, do you have a favorite? Yeah, Walrinka Djokovic, Australian Open 2013. Okay. It was kind of the first time where Walrinka really established himself, you know? Yeah. As maybe a potential Grand Slam champion. And Djokovic is down like 6-1, 5-2, and he reeled off the second set and ended up winning at 7-5 and then won 12-10 in the fifth. It was Ooh. and the shot making was like unbelievable. Because Warinka, you know, just tried to plug away like just hit through you like hitting a million miles an hour and then Djokovic is you know flexible defending everything like just fighting and then at the end of the match 
he like ripped his shirt off and yelled to his box like epically and i'll always remember that <laughs> it was incredible yeah oh that's fun <laughs> it was so cool <laughs> oh the memories uh, um, um from there i'm gonna shift a little bit and instead of talking about matches do you guys have a favorite player that you've been following on social during the quarantine right now because I know there's been a few and I know I've been telling Julie about some of the ones that I've been enjoying. Julie, let's hear it. (laughs) Babrinka is the best to follow. If you're like a French speaker, he brings life into your quarantine life. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's been doing like some um, live uh, Instagram live. And it's just, like, so fun. And he's just, like, really fun. And Bruno Pair as well. Mm. Those twos. And then other people that I've been following a lot is Gems Life, <laughs> Elena Svitolina, and Gal Monfils, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, like, the four tennis players that are really entertaining right now, especially for French speakers. Vavrinka is a gem. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. Just so funny. Yeah, uh, he like literally, I don't even speak French. I understand like one out of every 20 words, but he, he's been making like drinks with everyone. And I don't know. He, he seems awesome. And then Jem's like, Monfils has been like DJing. <laughs> What? Yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. the first time I saw him, he was doing a, like a DJ set. And then by the time I went back and watched again, Svitolina was there. And then they were talking to someone. I don't know. It's been a lot. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anyone, Eric, that you've been following that's been extra fun? Um, Not a pro necessarily, but a mm-hmm. guy who's trying to become a pro. Oh, who's that? <laughs> so his name is Iori Yoshida. He's a uh, Japanese player and he's really inspirational and he's he's awesome y'all have to look him up okay uh definitely and you know he's here with Djokovic like he's a huge Djokovic fan and his intensity level is one of the craziest like most inspirational I've ever seen wow okay it's awesome I I need to go follow him I I hope he makes it and he has a YouTube channel as well oh cool yeah yeah it's so cool I hope he makes it I'm rooting for it I'll have to I'll have to look (laughs) it up and we'll link it I mean why not that would be cool for more people to follow him and learn about him yeah also we can't talk about this without mentioning christian and tiktok oh yeah i love that, her yeah, i was about great. to say too she's a blessing she even did one kind of tennis warehouse related and if you guys have not seen it she posted it on tiktok and on her uh instagram i think it would have also been on her twitter but basically like whatever kind of racket you is is the kind of person that you are it was pretty funny (laughs) so accurate right so So in college i was using the pure drive and her first the first line that she says like with the pure drive is like either you're basic and you like the color blue or you're hitting the crap out of the ball and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah So if you don't follow her, go follow her. Like literally every day, there's just like loads of content. A lot of it is based on tennis players and how we all act. So anyone listening will appreciate it. This is a fun question. If you didn't work for Tennis Warehouse or Tennis Warehouse Europe, what would you be doing? I see Eric is thinking very (laughs) hard right now. So I think I'll go ahead and answer I love photography Mm -hmm. and I love uh, journalism. So I think I'll be like a 
photojournalist or something like that. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, I, like on tour, that would be awesome. I think that would be like, yeah. Yeah. The the job, if I wasn't working for a tennis warehouse, I'd just try to go on tour and um, become a photographer there. That'd be cool. What about you, Eric? I think I would want to work for like a major tech company and totally geek out, like <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> or be like a college tennis coach. Because I love college <laughs> and tennis. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. But Those yeah. Are funny. Two extremes. Yeah, two extremes. Like, totally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, and it sounds like you're like working on your programming skills. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not going to, it's just a hobby. <laughs> hey, you but, never know. Eh, never know. <laughs> I already asked you your quarantine picks, but what is your current gear of choice right now? Well, I've been like switching back and forth between like the Prince Beast 98 and the um, uh, TF40, the Technifiber TF40, which <laughs> they're like pretty different. But yeah. like when I want to rally and stuff and have a good practice, usually I grab my Technifiber. And for like game day, like the last tournament I played, I played with the Prince, with the Beast. Because I just, I don't know, I feel like I can have a bit more spin with it. Mm-hmm. And it's still like, even though like the string pattern is like pretty open, I still have pretty good control with it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm playing with the O3, so they have poison there. And I just, I feel like I can like cut the both of the air pretty well. And I just, I don't know, for game day, I think it's more appropriate for my game. But like for rallying and stuff and like a good practice with like a lot of consistency, my Technifiber Tier 40 does the job amazingly. So I'm kind of like going back and forth depending on my mood, Mm -hmm. honestly, depending on the day. So I never thought I'd be able to do that. But here I am doing it. (laughs) Nice. And then for the strings, Technifiber Ice Code. Nice. Honestly, that's that's been my go-to. Absolutely love it. Cool. That's cool. Every racket for every situation, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? We went for tennis right now, so why not? I know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what about you? Um, so I've been kind of going back and forth between uh, the Phantom 100X305 and the Project 17. Okay. The Project 17, I get a little bit more plow with it, and I feel like I can do a lot more like with the ball like hit just a heavier ball in general, but the Prince, I just love the feel. And like, if I want to come to net, like, ah, I don't know, it's a really good like dubs racket. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough one, but I guess if I was pressed and had to play in like a tournament, I go project one seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, strung up with hyper G probably around like 48, something like that. 48 pounds. And cool. Joe Rez eights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice i actually have two rackets that i've been back and forth like both of you guys yeah. as well so i know the feeling right now i am between obviously the rf97 and then yeah. also the the head prestige pro i oh, really nice. like the new one nice. yeah it kind of does everything that the rf does but in an easier way so sometimes I feel like I need to work really hard. And like, when that's the case, I'll use the RF 97. <laughs> but it, it's always work. It's like work to hit the ball without racket. But I like that. But then the Prestige yeah. Pro, it's like a little lighter, a little faster, but it's still s- stable. And that's the thing that I'm loving. It's I'm able to like just stop the ball and then accelerate. So yeah, same thing. Nice. I've been wavering back and forth between Hyper G, Ice Code, and Confidential, though. So 
But those three. Ooh, I like confidential. It's really nice. Really good string. It's good. Uh, here's a fun question as well. What's your favorite quarantine snack right now? Everything. <laughs> I open my fridge and I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> no, honestly, chocolate is my go-to. I'm literally making like hot chocolate, homemade hot chocolate. I'm making chocolate cakes. Ooh. I'm putting some chocolate on my bread in the morning, you know, like some like a Nutella or whatever chocolate spread. Chocolate is unfortunately my go-to. Dang. I need to be quarantined with you. Yeah. <laughs> you do not want to. Like, I cook, like, I'm so, like, I'm the opposite in my head. Like, I'm cooking, like, really healthy. And at the same time, I'm eating all the chocolate in the world for, for breakfast, for lunch, and dinner. You do not want to be quarantined with me right now. Trust me. The only thing that can be good for you is just, like, maybe the crepes that I'm making. Nice. <laughs> that sounds good. It's just terrible. Hey, it sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to do that every day, trust me. <laughs> hey, you got your at-home workouts. You're good. Life is a balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Eric, what's what's been your go-to snack? Go-to like go-to meal has been um, like avocado toast. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like you know sourdough bread, avocado, and then like an over easy egg, and I oh. cut it in half. So I just make it like a sandwich. It's amazing. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, y'all should try it. And then um, I guess a snack, these sugar frosted cookies. The batter is like really soft. I, I can't really explain. Some people call them like crack cookies. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and they're like every store everywhere, you know, with the sprinkles. and the, They're yeah. so you, good. You probably know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're amazing. Cool. So those have been... <laughs> Yeah, one of my go-to. Those sound like good snacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, um, last question for you guys. Trying to put a positive spin on everything, especially with my two positivity people today. What is the best thing that has come out of this quarantine for you so far? For me, that would be like learning to deal with like um, stress and stuff. Um, I just have more time to actually like slow down and focus on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I take more time to try to control and, and stuff. And I think that's the best that came out of it. And also like, it gives me the time to like stop and like take a step back and see kind of like what's been happening. And from that, like a lot of positivity have been coming out actually. And I've been feeling pretty good for someone that's been indoor for more than two weeks now so <laughs> I'm like surprising myself right now I'm like wow so that's what I needed so like the quarantine is you know something very tough but uh the most important is really to try to keep a positive mind and just like try to get the positivity out of everything out of like each day yeah so yeah nice I mean I guess diversifying my skills I guess I don't know I always want to learn about things and I'm curious so I don't know it's been cool doing like a lot of research and YouTube yeah. watching and <laughs> stuff like that so that's been cool um you know get to like call the family a little bit more catch up with them as well so that's nice to keep up with everyone see how they're doing hopefully everyone's staying safe out there you know stuff like that so <laughs> I don't know, just try to slow down and take a breath sometimes because sometimes I, I get all wrapped up in every what everything's going on and it's been good to just kind of just relax, take a breath. Yeah. Everything's all good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's good. That's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. I think that's true for all of us. I'm surprised you don't have a dog yet, to be honest. I know. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Where is it? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's like 
definitely crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, just, no, it's not the right time. Well, I guess that's it. Let's wrap it up. Is there anything else from you guys? Anything else you want to share with our awesome listeners? Like, life is beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. good. That is good. Stay I like safe, that. stay healthy. Be smart. Be Keep smart. your wits about yourself. You know, listen to the rules. Yeah. You know, get some exercise. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Relax. Some Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> life, life is beautiful. Like Julie said. <laughs> I will end it there. Life is beautiful. <laughs> I sound like a child when I say that sometimes, but yeah. I mean, yeah, got to take the positive side of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's in this situation, it's tough, but that's the best time to practice it. I think uh, slowing down. Remembering what you're grateful for, even if it's something small. Yeah. Taking time to just chill out. Definitely. All those things are good. And like diversifying skills, like during this time as well, like coming out of this better than when you started. You know, I think that's a big deal uh, in this time for sure. That's something that everyone kind of learned. I love that. Like right now, we're like picking up on things that like Eric, like you were saying, you're picking up on things that you haven't done before and stuff. And it's like stuff that you can definitely like apply to your daily routine after this quarantine. Yeah. It's just, it's going to become like, you're you're, like finding yourself a little bit, you know, just finding other like other activities, other passions, and then it's going to be part of yeah, like your routine, most likely, like later on, like me, I'm like trying to perfect my body weight workouts. And like, I know that afterwards, I'm going to keep going. Like I'm eating a lot of chocolate. I know that afterwards, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you know, like, it's, just like, it's like a very important moment to like pick up on like um, good positivity things and like well, and they say, does it take 30 days to form a habit? Something like that. Around 30 days to form a habit. And Julie, you're going on like week three or four on quarantine. We're only going on week two. You guys, I'm not even counting anymore. That's good. I don't, like I woke up this morning. I was like, is it Thursday? I was like, it's Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. And I was like, literally like three people inside my mind, like talking to me. Like I was <laughs> It's just like, oh my goodness, really, who am I? <laughs> Where I'm at? So yeah, no, it's it's a very weird and disturbing, but it's just very important to like keep a routine, find new activities, integrate them into your daily routine, and then keep going. Yes. Keep going. We're still breathing. We are good. Yeah. <laughs> We got this. <laughs> well, those are all the wise words from Eric and Julie. <laughs> they're, they're setting you up for quarantine success. <laughs> and also keep an eye out on our social and our website. We've got some fun workouts coming to you guys. Filmed Some that were filmed at home, some that were filmed before all this. So we've got some content for you guys. We know what it's like. We're in it too. So if you guys have any questions or just want to reach out and say hello, if you're looking lonely feel free to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and thanks so much for listening to us chat thanks so much for listening this week be sure to subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you download your podcast and hopefully you guys are finding some creative ways to play tennis at home so until next time happy hitting I have to ask that dog on Instagram. She's literally like me in dog form though, because she's like, (laughs) 
she's like this crazy like spastic like oh my god I'm so happy to see you oh my like like bouncing off the walls like can't wait to go do things and then just like really rough around the edges and like like so excited and like (laughs) okay sorry I got us like way off track there (laughs) 